0: Hare Krishna, Vanchakalpa, Trubyascha, Kripa Sindhu, Bheva Chappa Titanam, Avanibio, Vaishnavibio, Namo, Namah. So we're here to continue our excursions into Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th Canto, Chapter 22. Um, Krishna has been answering Uddhava's question asked in text 36 about the course of those people. Uh, who are diverted uh, into fruitive activities before they've been discussing people who become stuck on the platform of Giana and simply argue everywhere without getting at any conclusions and uh, now he's asked what about those other people who are uh, cheated by illusion in this world and trying to find happiness through fruitive activities so that's being described here and uh... So Krishna has been talking about how uh, um, here uh, material bodies are constantly going creation and destruction all the time. There's birth and death, but actually the processes are going on quite invisibly, like a candle frame, uh, candle flame, or uh, uh, or, or river. Uh, or a tree fruit—it's changing at every minute. Although it may look like a uh, one thing, it's—it's it's not. So that—that that brings us up to text forty-six. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. And here, there's a slight change of topic now. Uh, 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 talking about uh, uh, karma and how, uh, what happens because of it. So he says here, mm-hmm. ma Satsya karma bhi jena jayate sopyayam Puman mriyate vamaro brahantya a person does not actually take birth out of the seed of past activities. That's karma bija, the seed of karma. Ma uh, This of the self, it, is, it doesn't take birth. The self does not take birth. Here it's a person. Masatya, what you call yourself, uh, that doesn't, uh, the real self doesn't take birth. Uh, 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 a person does not actually take birth out of the seed of past activities, nor, being immortal, does he die. As in the Bhagavad Gita, for the self, there's no for the soul, there's no birth or death or any time, there's no coming in or, being or going out of being, not in the past, present, or future, like that. So it's the uh, being repeated here. Uh, my illusion, the living being appears to be born and to die, just as fire in connection with firewood appears to begin and then cease to exist. Um, now... Um, uh, the, the example uh, uh, of a firewood appearing and ceasing to exist um, uh, actually, uh, yeah, let me get it up here. Oops, I didn't get my finger it's Okay. Uh, the BDK purport says. The element fire exists perpetually within the material creation, but in connection with a particular piece of wood, fire apparently comes into existence and ceases to exist. So that's, the, the, the elements are always there. Sometimes you see them and sometimes you don't. Uh, uh, fire is in the sun, uh, a wood grows, a tree grows wood, Uh, and that fire has been stored up invisibly inside the wood, latently, as you would say, then when it's ignited, the same fire comes back out again. So the the fire is always there. All the elements uh, uh, go on like that. Uh, Similarly, the living entity is eternal, but in connection with the particular body, appears to take birth and dies apparently takes birth and dies. The reactions of karma thus impose an illusory suffering or enjoyment upon the living entity. Uh, But they do not cause the entity himself to change his eternal nature. In other words, karma represents a cycle of illusion in which each illusory activity produces another. Krishna consciousness stops this cycle of karma by engaging the living being in spiritual activities in the loving service of the Lord. By such Krishna consciousness, one can escape the illusory chain of fruitive reactions. Uh, When uh, Banu Swami, following Sridhar Swami's purport, uh, translates this, um, he says... uh, He says... uh, uh, a person does not actually take birth out of the seed of karma, nor, being immortal, does he die. By illusion, the living being appears to be born and to die, just as fire in connection firewood appears to begin and then cease to exist, though the element lasts for the lifetime of Brahma." So he puts that in, that, and that's that's from uh, uh, the purport by Vishnath Chakravarti, in reality, Birth and death take place for the jiva by false identity. It's an illusory superimposition. Um, the, the, so the jiva is not born, doesn't, nor does he die, by a seed in the form of karma. Uh, and then he mentions here fire is a gross element with great power existing for the lifetime of Brahma. So that's as long as it's, it's there. However, it appears to take birth and die. By addition or subtraction of, of wood so the elements last for the lifetime of Brahma uh, oh. Now, now it continues. Uh, now, so, so we're talking here about the the uh, uh, living entity. How it the, this idea being born and dying, and then it goes on to the stages of life. Sheka, this is 47. Nisheka Garaba Janmani. Yeah, Nishika Garaba Janmani. Balya Kumara Yovanam. Vayo Madhyam Jaram Richu Pitti. Impregnation, gestation, birth, infancy, childhood, youth, middle age, old age, and death are the nine ages of the body. So that's what happens between birth and death. But here it starts with the uh, with the de- with the, 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 the this is the stages it seems to go through. Nishika. Uh, uh, which is translated here as impregnation uh nisheka uh, means sprinkling uh, <laughs> uh water or you know, expelling water or whatever you know, so this is seminal infusion it says in the dictionary uh that's nisheka uh, uh and then uh, uh Garba, uh, which the name of a garba is an enclosed space, so the womb, and then it also means the fetus, so this is gestation, when that, when that child is in the womb, and then uh, so, and then janmani, then birth, so three right there, then uh, Balya and Komara, Now here, here this, uh, this, uh, uh, um, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti says uh, uh, the jiva is related to different stages of the body those stages are listed the jiva enters the womb grows there, comes out of the room, womb grows to five years, balya, then enters Poganda and Kaisora ages until 16 years now uh, it's a little balya is usually what we call kumar uh, There's a there's a uh, 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 different definition uh, from the Shastras somewhere, which we find in the Purport to Ten Forty Five Three. The Komara stage lasts until the end of the age of five, up till six years, which is called Komara, and then Hoganda. Uh, to the end of the age of 10, Kaishora to the end of the age of 15, then Yovana, those are the, when we talk about Krishna's ages and stuff like that, but here, in, in this one, this Balya is used for infancy and Komara for for childhood, uh, and then, then they go to Yov, so they're using the words in a slightly different way. Uh, to these things, so they have they, they, combined uh, 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 Komara Kum, and Poganda here uh, to be childhood and yoga not youth at the age of sixteen. Uh, and Krishna's always basically uh, uh, just at the sixteen, basically, he really doesn't actually. Uh, get any older than then than that uh uh, uh and then uh so, uh, uh so so those those are the definitions here uh so then he says interesting youth lasts until forty five years this is this is uh, uh um uh, uh, Can you imagine? 45 years. Middle age continues until 60 years. Interestingly enough, I mean, you know, this Vishnu Chakravarti were writing this, I guess, sometime in the what, 18th century or 17th century, after, I don't know, I think the sev- uh, 17th century, 18th century. Uh, Middle ages. 60 years. Uh, uh, So then, then after that, you're old. The rest of life until death is called old age, Uh, jara, after 60. Uh, And these are the they use this word avasta. This is avasta is is a stage, really. They call it the ages, the stages. These are the stages in the progression of the body the the nine stages Um, uh, so that's there it is there's the biography of everybody that one uh... and then by the way uh, these things are mentioned uh, because uh, when it comes to Krishna you may notice that his his development is a little accelerated. He matures very early. It, uh, it's mentioned that uh, vishnu Chakravarti t- uh, says uh, in the 10th canto that the three years and four months the Lord Krishna stayed in Mahava were the equivalent of five years for an ordinary child. And thus in that period he completed his Kumara stage of life. The, and then from the ages of six years and eight months during which he lived in, in, in Vrindavan, constitute his Poganda stage, and the period from six years and eight months to his 10th year during which he lived in Nandagram, that's Kaishora. And then at 10 years and seven months, on the 13th lunar day of the dark fortnight of the month of Chatra, He went to Matra. So they know exactly what it is. They figured it all out. And when you figure it out, there's not enough time. So he he was uh, accelerated development there. And the next day he killed Kamsa. Thus he completed his Kishora period at the age of 10. And he eternally remains at that age. In other words, we should understand that from this point on, Lord Krishna remains forever a Kishora. Uh, that is to say, uh, uh, that's just uh, uh, right at the uh, brink of youth. That's when people look their best. <laughs> after that, it's downhill. Okay, anyway, guess, by the way. Anyway, those are the stages here. So then we continue here. After, after saying these, this is what's happening to the body, And he goes on. Eta manorata mayir. You may notice this word has occurred before, manorata. Eta manorata mayir. hanyas vachasthanu. Guna sangatu padate tachit kaschit chahati cha. Uh, uh, this is. Uh, uh, yeah. Although the material body is different from the self, because of ignorance due to material association, one falsely identifies oneself with superior and inferior bodily conditions. Sometimes a fortunate person
1: is able,
0: uh, can give up these conditions. Uh, yeah, the, the, here is Manorataha, rataha, Manorataha, Manorataha. Um, so uh, a mental fantasy or a daydream is usually uh, uh, what it means. It's already been discussed, uh, come up the words in text 40 and 41, uh, uh, that the, the, the condition is there. Uh, uh, but it begins, at these, which means the stages, refers to the pre- the, those stages, the nine periods of one's body in, in the previous text. So they're said to be made of or composed of. That word ma'i, when when it comes at the end uh, of of, of something, daru, ma'i, made of wood and so on. Uh, 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 So these stages are made of or composed of fantasies. Like you accept a dream body in a dream. so you you've accepted these stages, oh now I'm getting old, you know now I'm really uh, you know uh, in this uh, stage of life or another, you know this is me, I'm a child, this is
1: so that's what it's really
0: saying. Uh, and therefore uh, uh, one identifies with the conditions of the body, the bodily conditions, Ucha, Avacha means bigger and littler, greater, lesser. I don't know. Why Gunasangat, because of the associating with the Gunas. Uh, He accepts it. Or sometimes gives it up. Kaschip, Jahati. He accepts. So you accept this this illusion. Uh, Uh... and, uh, and it just says, so, sometimes gives it up. This Kvatchit Jahati. Someone, Kvatchit sometimes accepts Kachit Jahati, and someone sometimes gives it up. So they say in the, the purport here, sometimes a fortunate uh, person gives it up. And the BBT report says, one who has received the special mercy of the Supreme Lord is able to give up the mental concoction of bodily identification. Thus, there's always a chance of escaping the cycle of birth and death. Uh, uh, uh says uh, like this, the jiva accepts higher and lower conditions in a body by desires in the mind because of ignorance. Uh, uh, sometimes a person can give up these conditions. But Vishnu uh, Chakravarti uh, uh, has a somewhat different take on it when it refers to the higher and lower conditions. That means your next bodies. He says, the purpose, the purpose of explaining birth and death relating to the body is summarized clearly. Uh, uh, the jiva accepts higher and lower conditions of another body, which are attained through meditation using his mind, which has been attained by karma because of association with avidya, Sangha So, so what you're thinking of, what you want, the desires of the mind, uh, then uh, which is, are conditioned by by your attachments, uh, uh, there therefore certain karmas there, and so this is this is how it takes place. So he he talks it means it takes you to your next birth, your higher lower uh, conditions uh, because of ignorance. Whereas um, one falsely identifies oneself with the superior or inferior bodily conditions in the BVT, but here he, he kind of takes it to the... Uh, and then it just says sometimes uh, one can give up these conditions. And Vishnu Chakrabarti says a person who attains the mercy of the Lord gives up these conditions. That's how it happens. Uh, uh, so this is this is the, they are achieved, these stages are achieved by meditation of the mind.
1: Uh, you identify
0: with them as you go through them, and you get new ones also by, the, by, by mental concoction. Uh, 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 and now, uh, how do we understand that? Text 49, how we can now understand uh, our own birth and death since our own death is not yet to come and our, home, our birth, we don't remember it. Very few of us do anyway. <laughs> Anyone does. And so here now he talks about this. Uh, atmana pitri putra anume anume yo vapya Nābhavapya, uh, nābhavapyaya, vastunam, avichno lakshanaha. By the death of one's father or grandfather, this is Vitri. It can be your father or your grandfather. Uh, yeah. uh, one's father or grandfather. One can surmise. Uh, Anumena is inference Uh, so one can infer or surmise one's own death Uh, and uh, uh, the the way this works is your own your own uh, bhava and apyaya bhava apyaya it's in the dual case because pitri Putyabhyam Anumeyo, uh, uh, you, from, 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 the, from the pitris you infer your own uh, bhava, which means coming into being. Literally, bhava, the first meaning of bhava is coming into being and then it's just existence. So here's your birth. And apyaya, uh, extinction or death. Uh, 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 so you infer it from the, 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 the father or from your, your child. The birth of one son. So by, by by your own children, you can understand. So oh, this is how I came into the world, <laughs> like that. And by the death of your father, or whatever. Well, oh, this is how I leave the world. I will leave the world. Uh, so uh, uh, and this this holds for baba apjaya All that is subject the subject of, the, of birth and uh, death. Uh, so, avicna, one who is in proper knowledge, a person who thus realistically understands the creation of destruction of material bodies, is no longer subject to these dualities, dvaya characterized by these dualities. Abhijna, one who can discern uh, 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 jna is knowledge, but Abhichna means discernment or, you know, knowledge it sees through to the roots of things. Uh, uh, so here, the purport goes like this. The Lord has described the nine stages of the material body beginning with impregnation, gestation, and birth. One may argue that a living entity cannot remember his presence in the mother's womb, nor his birth and early infancy. The Lord therefore states here that one can experience these phases of bodily existence by studying one's own child. Similarly, although one may hope to live forever, by experiencing the death of one's father, grandfather, or great-grandfather, one has definite proof that the material body will die. A sober person, knowing the soul to be eternal, therefore gives up the false identification of the temporary, unreliable body and takes shelter of the devotional service of the Lord. By this process, one can escape the artificial imposition of birth and death. Remember, it is, a, it is an illusory superimposition. Uh, the soul has never birth or death, but now I'm dying, now I'm growing old. This is our superimposition Swami translates it like this: Birth and death can be inferred by seeing the death of a father and birth of a son. A person who knows that all beings undergo uh, impregnation, growth in the womb, birth, and death is not subject to dualities. Uh, so, in Vishnu Tarkavari comments on this. He, he, it begins with quotation marks. This is somebody's objection, unstated objection, anticipated objection. The states of the body between birth and death are seen by the jiva, but impregnation, growth in the womb, birth and death is not seen. So how do we know? One sees death when one performs death rites for one's father's body. (laughs) And one sees birth when one performs the birth ceremony for a son's body. (laughs) Because this is always from the male point of view and they're never there. a, a woman sees birth in a very different way in gestation in all these things, anyway. Uh, uh, the word "pava" includes impregnation and growth in the womb as well as coming into being. Uh, on observing these, the seers of the body, the bodies, vastunam, uh, subject to birth and death. Uh, is not subject to the characteristics of the body, so you, you can, if you have this discernment, this abhicna, you can see that this doesn't happening uh, uh, to this, uh, doesn't happen, it's not happening to the self. The, the, the difference between the seer and the seen, because ultimately the seer is spiritual, and what is seen is material. The seer is the self. Prabhupada explains that the seer is the self and what is seen is the not-self. And normally, uh, the the border, the division between the self and the not-self is our skin that we identify with the body. So this is is the skin is the boundary layer between the self and the not-self. And when I say I see, you know, that means stand, the eyes are standing for all the senses, so I'm witnessing what is, you know, that's the difference. But then, uh, so, then, however, I'm also perceiving or conscious of uh, by my own body. I'm aware of the position of my hands. Uh, I'm aware of, you know, my whole Workings of my body, i can we have proprio receptive senses which tells how our body is located in space and the disposition of uh, whether we're sitting or standing. We don't have to look in the mirror to know uh, so so then we then we have to say well if 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 the not self then the then this girl's body is the not self if, the, if there's a difference between the seer and the seen so we have to. Draw the boundary back. Uh, And so then, and we do more closely identify with the mind. Uh, But on the other hand, we can also be conscious of what our mind is doing. Uh, we, We are happy, sad, all those mental, not bodily conditions, but mental conditions. Uh, frightened, uh, sleepy—all these mental conditions. We also see those. Uh, and uh, when uh, we do, we think there's words going on in our mind, or we do mathematical uh, calculations in our mind. We're witness to all that. So then, then ultimately. We have to say I'm I'm also not the mind. So that should say that this being a, a being conscious is, is is this this sign of the self, and what you're conscious of is the, the not self. Um, Prophet explains it that way. A kind of exercise you can you can. So what is my environment? Well, actually, your body is is our environment uh and then the real and the close to in environment is the mind that's the part of the uh, see with the, with the body see, there's an object here this is a glass for me to pick up the glass i use my hand and move it right so i have but to pick up my hand i you know I, it just happens i want it. i want it to go up and it moves up how did it do that? How, how did I make that happen? Because I'm connected with this part of material nature in a certain way that I have a certain amount of direct control over it. Uh, uh, and that, and that, so I call that part that I have the most immediate access to my, my body. And, uh, and then the, the subtle body is even closer in. That's, my, that's the, the further part of the environment. Uh, uh, and then, uh, so that, that's that's really so. If you want to clean up, you want ecology that cleans up the environment. That's where you really have to start because the subtle things are more powerful than the gross things. Uh, so this is this is a way of understanding the difference between the self and the and the not self. Uh, and that now, that's reinforced in the next verse here, the text 50. He says, Taror Bija Vipakyabhyam Yo Vidvan Janmasam Taror vilakshano Drashta Ivam Drashta Tano Pitak One who observes the birth of a tree from its seed, and the ultimate death of the tree after maturity certainly remains a distinct observer separate from the tree. In the same way, the witness of the birth and death of the material body remains separate from it. Uh, uh, So this is the analogy. Vipaka apyam, Vipaka uh, Vipaka can either mean something is ripe or something is mature. And I think they, 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 they mentioned this in the purport uh, here, yes. As a reference to trees, Vipaka indicates the final transformation called death. In reference to other types of plants such as rice, Vipaka indicates the stage of maturity in which death also occurs. Vishnu Chakravarti says in his purport that the, the tree, the taro, uh, stands for, in for any any kind of plant. Uh, 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 so you, uh, just as you observe, can observe the birth of a tree from its seed and ultimate death, and we know it happens to us too because of what we've seen, uh, even what we don't experience ourselves in the same way. The witness of the birth and death of material body separate from it. Uh, so that's just a kind of an analogy to 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 give us the, how we should see our own. Just we are separate. Uh, uh, so this is made clear by examples. As Vishnuachakamady, the word tree indicates any plant. One who knows birth and death by seeing the seed
1: and the result
0: in the form of harvested rice remains different uh, from the body. So this is is where this Prabhupada's example of the seer and the seeing uh, is is, uh, assumed in here. so remember now, Krishna is always describing the course of material existence to Uddhava and uh, and how you undergo it. You cannot detach yourself. You're identified with material nature. It's mano rata, You've accepted it the way you accept a dream body. So he continues here. Uh, Prakritir evam atmanam buddha. Uh, uh, a unintelligent man that's the abudya you see uh, these two words are uh, pushed together avicitya and abuddha uh, the abuddha buddha is intelligent so abuddha, the, the idiot <laughs> the fool uh, he avicitya uh, he cannot discern, again, there's this, this uh, idea of uh, distinguishing things, vivic, it becomes the verb vivic, you know, like Lakshmi Otaku has a of uh, Tatva-videka, discernment of Tatva, so here vivic is uh, really the ultimate meaning of Vivich is to sift, you know, you can separate things out in the proper way, so to distinguish matter from spirit is, is Vivitya. but you can't. You can't. You're confused. You 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 put these things together, so you can't dis- distinguish the self, the Atma, from Prakriti, uh, 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 because it says uh, Prakriti and Atma, these two things, you cannot distinguish. This unintelligent person. Mm-hmm. Yeah uh tatvaina uh uh, uh t- generally by itself uh the word tatva in the instrumental case means just in truth or in reality uh uh uh, uh in, in the bbt it says uh, thinking nature to be real thinking that nature is tatva that's one way to, to translate it but the other sort of more natural way. He, just, he can't just uh, uh, see the truth. You know. in, in, in reality, he can't see the reality. Uh, uh, not that because he thinks material things are real, but he just can't see what's... Just, to me, it's more like he can't see the difference. Felling to distinguish himself, thinks nature to be real, nature is there but he thinks it to be himself that's the problem Uh, uh, so he becomes bewildered now and enters into the uh, cycle of material existence it says sparsha samuddha bewildered by sparsha sparsha refers to the the touch sensation but here uh, it means just contact with material nature Uh, by this contact with material, apparent contact with material nature. And then samsara, we know this uh, samsara, mityu samsara vatrami. they're on the path of death and rebirth, samsara. There there actually was a perfume myself called samsara. Is that for him? Priti he attains it, he enters into it. Uh, 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 And... uh, here they uh b uh, b t they quote uh this uh, Bhagavatam verse uh, 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 in, in, uh, i don't have the way to up yeah one 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 seven five huh? uh uh Due to this external energy, the living entity, although transcendental to the three modes of material nature, thinks of himself as a material product and thus undergoes reactions
1: of material miseries.
0: Uh, uh, Samohita, illusion jiva, Uh, uh, and uh, even though he's transcendental to the triguna, uh, he... He uh, undergoes this. Prabhupada, in the purport to that verse, says, The root cause of all suffering by the materialistic living beings is pointed out with the remedial measures which are to be taken and the ultimate perfection that is to be gained. All this is mentioned in this particular verse. The living being is by constitution transcendental to material engagement, but he's now imprisoned by the external energy. Therefore, he thinks himself one of the material products. And due to this unholy contact, <laughs> a pretty nice phrase. Uh, I wanted to read the purport. Is it going got to be that unholy contact. The pure spiritual entity suffers material miseries under the molds of material nature. The living ent- entity misunderstands itself to be a material product. Uh, This means that the present perverted way of thinking, feeling, and willing under material conditions is not natural for him. Uh, So we think these are natural, but actually they are distinctly uh, uh, unnatural. Uh, uh, So this is his his state here. Uh, We're almost out of time. Um... Uh so now it goes on. Uh let me just see what uh what uh the... yeah. yeah. Now now it describes the future births. Uh goes on a little bit uh to the next part. Uh sattva-sangat-rishin-devam uh, rajasura manushanam tamasa Tiryatvam tirya yati karma This is kind of interesting verse, uh, it's simple enough. Uh, made to wander because of his fruitive work. The conditioned soul, by contact with mode of goodness, takes birth among sages or demigods. By contact with the mode of passion, he becomes a demon or human being, and by association with the mode of ignorance, he takes birth as a ghost or in the animal kingdom. Uh, and they point out here in the purple, it's tir-yak-twa. It's tir- not the is an animal, but kiriak-twa has that, uh, making it a little more abstract uh, yeah, like, twa is like the equivalent of any SS, the suffix ness, means the status of an animal, which includes all lower life forms such as bees, bees birds, insects, fish, and plants. Tiryak, twa. But notice, sattva sangha, by association with the modes of goodness, uh, rishis and devas, you go to the higher planets, a little, it's a little more. Adds a little bit to what's in the Bhagavad Gita, remember in the 14th chapter where the modes of nature are described uh, It says you you go to the higher planetary systems of the great sages uh, uh, That's what it says here Here they say the devas or the sages uh, Because the devas uh, uh, that That's Indra Loka and then also there's uh, Mahaloka, Tapaloka, Janaloka. Those are the, the sages. So you go there, uh, you go up uh, to one of those two places. Uh, in the mode of passion, the Gita just mentions uh, 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 that uh, among those engaged in fruitive activities, uh, so generally one says one takes birth as a human being, karma-sangha. So but here it says either asura or human. So uh, there must be some more fine-tuning. Ton- the, the great sages or the demigods, different levels of goodness are there, so there must be different levels of passion. But you notice as the mode of passion increases, the mode of goodness dimin- diminishes. Human life is getting more asuric uh, because the asuras they have a lot of technical knowledge. They have space travel and all those things. It's already mentioned in the in the, in the uh, uh, Vedas. And then uh, uh, tamasa by the mode of ignorance, either the buddhas, the, the ghosts, or the animals. Uh, where uh, And here it says in the Bhagavad Gita, it takes birth in, in the uh, mudha, those who are in the uh, uh, Prabhupada translation is the animal kingdom. But actually, there's a little little tweaking here. So each of them gives two destinations, the sages or the devas, the asuras or the humans, uh, the ghosts or the animals. Uh, those are your destinations because of association with the um, with the modes uh, uh, of uh, nature. Uh, now I guess we have to stop there. Uh, yeah, Vishnuchakravy doesn't say anything about this verse here. So we've gotten up to text number fifty-three. Uh, Yeah. Okay. We'll stop there uh, and uh, we're on this kind of stuff and then uh, we're getting close to the end of the chapter. It's a long chapter. And then uh, finally uh, Udova asks a question in Tech 60 and then uh, that leads to the next chapter. Okay, so we'll stop there for right now, and we'll switch over for questions and, and answers. You can, you can uh, if you're on the uh, uh, phone conference, you can press star six to ask a question, and if you're on Mayapur TV, you can text into the chat forum. Questions? Comments? We are coming up.
1: Question by phone?
0: There's a phone question, yeah.
1: Hi Krishna, this is Sandy. Hi Krishna, Sandy. I'm just wondering, you know, um, as I've gotten older and older and older and older, uh, it seems like that you suffer more. What is that? Is that karma? Is that uh, punishment? What? Wh- where? Where is this coming from? Could you tell me?
0: Once you take, once you take birth, jhāna, um, uh Janma, uh, bhikkhu, one of, the, one of the elements of knowledge listed in the Bhagavad Gita is knowledge of the evils of birth, death, old age, and disease. So these are particularly mentioned that, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, b- birth is traumatic, uh, uh, old age is traumatic, Disease is traumatic, and death is traumatic. There's a little bit of time in there where you may feel good
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't remember it. <laughs> uh, the other question I have is, you know, you mentioned all these places that people go, or you know, your souls go, or do do you know where you are when you go there?
0: Well, you may not remember your past life, especially if you take birth. Uh, most humans don't remember their past lives. You don't know that as a human. And, and I, I would suspect only those people who are uh, either among the sages or the demigods may have some memory. But definitely the, the animal, uh, the, uh, demonic and human, there's there's not uh, uh, any, any memory of, of a past existence. There are people who can remember. It's been actually well documented that that, that sometimes people, for whatever reason, are able to remember their previous lives. Uh, a, a good Vedic astrologer can tell something about your past life, uh, but uh, yeah, but generally you forget
1: Okay. I oh, thank you, sir. Okay. Please accept my best wishes.
2: The question by um, text. Nanda Dulal Prabhu asks, he says, Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. All oh, glory to the Prabhupada. For us life is racing from birth to death. But if we understand Lord Krishna's we if we understand Lord Krishna's appearance and activities, we do not take birth. Kindly help me to understand this.
0: That, that's, uh, uh, if you Krishna says uh, with I think very deliberate uh, provocation if you understand my janma and karma there's no more janma and karma for you that's because to understand Krishna's janma and karma you understand that Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead and his appearance in the world is not like our janma and his activities are not like our karma. Uh, And and so one who understands fully who Krishna is simply by understanding and accepting. Actually, Prabhupada says one who accepts this truth on faith is liberated. Just to accept it on faith, he says, one is liberated in this world, the the purport is, is there. I don't remember the verse number but one who accepts this truth on faith, he says. He says, this is the real meaning of patlamasi. Yes, you Krishna, you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So if one says that about Krishna, then that is understand Krishna's appearance and activities are not by force of material nature, not controlled by material nature, but he's the controller of all these things. So out of his own free will, he comes and he goes Performs his activities. They're not like ours. They're different. Uh, then we're 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 liberated. And just if, if you look at Prabhupada's, uh purport to that that uh, that, that verse, uh, uh, you can you can you can uh, you, you can get some idea uh, uh, of this uh yeah what is it i think it's four eleven is that right four nine excuse me yeah he says here um, uh, yeah very very good purport purport he he says uh one who, who can understand the truth of the appearance of the personality of Godhead is already liberated from material bondage, and therefore he returns to the kingdom of God immediately after quitting this present material body. And then he talks about how the liberation for most people is very difficult, and they attain the, the, the uh, uh, Brahma Jyoti. But then part of understanding Janman Karma, he then says, although there are many transcendental forms of the Lord, they are still one and the same Supreme Personality of Godhead, one has to understand this fact with conviction, so that's part of it. But although though there's one Supreme Personality of Godhead, he does appear in, in, in many forms because of relationships with his devotees. Uh, He quotes from the uh, Purusha Bodhani Upanishad, the one supreme personality of Godhead is eternally engaged in many, many transcendental forms in relationships with his unalloyed devotees. This Vedic version is confirmed in this verse of the Gita personally by the Lord. He who accepts this truth on the strength of the authority of the Vedas and of the supreme personality of Godhead, and who does not waste time in philosophical speculations, attains the highest perfectional stage of liberation. Simply by accepting this truth on faith, one can without a doubt attain liberation. The Vedic version, Tattvamasi, Asi, is actually applied in this case. Now here's a joke. Tatvam Asi is taken by the personalist that art thou, you are Brahman and therefore I am the absolute truth. He says here, no, Tatumasi, you Krishna, the reference of the you is Krishna. You are the Supreme Brahman. Cause he says, you are the same Supreme Brahman. The personality of Godhead is certainly liberated instantly. Tatumasi, that's odd. That's you Krishna or the Supreme Brahman. Uh, is liberated instantly and consequently his entrance into the transcendental association of the Lord is guaranteed. So that's Thalpat's purport. And you should take some time and read it again and again. <laughs> it's very, a very amazing uh, purport to that verse. Thank you for bringing it up. I see a
2: minute. questions? This question from my Kendra Prabhu. Yes, is the mechanism by which animals change from one species to the next strictly automatic? For example, is a gazelle automatically slated to take birth as a lion? Or is it because at the time of death, a gazelle is thinking of the lion, of, of the lion eating it? Would a pet who has more association with humans be more likely to take birth as a human than a stray dog in the street who dies among other dogs? I know this is a wacky question, but it seems to me that dogs do take on some hints of human qualities, so I wonder if association changes their destination. This is, oh, this is Tulsi pretty asking, by the way. <laughs> and, of course, humans take on dog qualities by association.
0: Well, there's a difference between a good dog and a bad dog, <laughs> but actually for them there's no good or bad. <laughs> They're just dogs. Uh, the only generally, what happens to an animal uh, is a, a kind of on automatic um, um, uh, sequence. Uh, apparently, up the phylogenetic scale. Uh, this, uh, this is all I know about it, and. Uh, Frankly, I really don't have to know that much about it except to avoid becoming an animal on my next birth. However, we do know that if someone has been a human and then has fallen down to animal species, then there can be all kinds of different complications in the the sequence. Because your good dog may have been your attached father or, previous you know, I mean, who knows, right? Uh, so, so those, those humans who have gone down to the animal species, it may very well be that a lot of those that association associate with humans uh, are, are got some karma, and in that case, there may be good dogs or bad dogs, because those dogs could come back up to the human form or go back down to other forms. Uh, I, I, and, I, and I don't understand whether they do that right away or how they get promoted or up up or down or all that other kind of stuff. And that is something that we really don't need to know about unless you want to take take charge of, you know, Yamaraj's job and and all, all that kind of stuff. So that's the complication. If they're animals and they've been humans and they've gone down. There's probably a lot of them, you know, uh, do that. Those people that that slaughter animals, they take their kind of birth and get slaughtered themselves. So, so I suspect there's a, there's a lot of former humans down there, uh, and some are coming up automatically too. Okay.
2: Well now we have a question. We have a question by phone from Ramananda. Go
0: ahead, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, Please, let my humble obeisances. I have a very quick question. Uh, for um, past life regressions, why is it that uh, they seem to always um, see themselves as a human? Why in past life regressions they always see themselves as a human? Um, I have no idea well, often they see themselves as a famous human. <laughs> 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 <Anyway>. <laughs> uh, I was Marrie Uh i i I have no idea uh, uh, on the uh, validity but there there are there there are um, people who when they remember their past lives spontaneously, and that there's, you know, there's, there, there's been well-documented cases uh, about this. What's it? I, the name this flew out of my head. Uh, 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 Where a person that studied these, a, a psychiatrist, that, uh, did, did a very thorough appeal. He, he didn't want to do past life regressions because they, you can object mm-hmm. it, I'm Ian Stevenson. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Ian Stevenson, uh, because you could say that there's been hypnotic suggestion and so on, uh, but these people have spontaneous remembers, They do remember their past human births. Uh, so, uh, if one has past animal births, probably, and if you just coming to be human, you you probably harder to remember. I, I would guess uh, in those cases where memory is, is spontaneous, uh, uh, like that children, especially dealing with children and can remember their, their past lives, and then you check out their remembrance and find out, you know, there's newspaper articles and stuff like that. These people with birthmarks are associated with death wounds sometimes. Uh, uh, and you can document it. But I don't know anything more about it. Oh, that's a very good explanation. So you're saying that it would be harder to remember when they're in it. Yeah, I would Yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Sure. And yeah. Tulsi Priya added a comment that she studied hypnosis and even the experts don't assert that you're really seeing your past lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to know these hypnotic past-life regressions and so on. So that's why the Ian Stevenson stuff is more reliable. Uh, uh, those books he's written about it. Any other questions to comments?
2: Yes, we have another question from Ratna Bushina. One second here. Rana says, kindly accept my humble obeisance. The act of seeing, as you described, helps us disidentify ourselves from what is observed, namely the conditions of the non-self. Could you say something about how the state of absorption in Krishna brings about freedom from identification with the false ego, 1.5.27? Is there any connection between the practice of seeing as a means of disidentification from the non-self and the practice of absorption in Krishna as a means of spiritual awakening?
0: The difference, in, in, when, when the seer is spiritual and the seen is material, then there's, uh, there's, uh, uh, there are two different natures. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, one is spiritual and one is material. So the absorption, uh, this will be explained later in this chapter, the absorption
1: in material
0: things causes us to think of ourselves as material. When the absorption, when the seer and the seen are of the same spiritual quality, then it's a different kind of experience because actually knowing God is something like knowing ourselves. Uh, And and when people get a a preliminary experience of divinity, uh, uh, some actual realized knowledge of just the edge of divinity, that is to say of Brahman, they're absolutely certain about it. They can't doubt it because, and I I think this is what's really behind the the power of the the so-called ontological argument, That, 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 that you can, once you've had this experience, you can no more doubt God's existence than you can your own because you're the same nature and you're also part and parcel of God. Uh, it's not the, its not exactly the not-self anymore. It's the self. God is the self of the self. And so it, 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 it's cognition, it's knowledge, and there, there, there's both the knower and the known, but the relationship is now a, a different kind of thing. You have the same spiritual quality, and Krishna is the self of the self. So knowing him is a kind of self-knowledge. And so we we get to know ourselves as a spiritual being and then if that that consciousness of ourself expands, it will expand to Paramatma and then it will expand to Brahman. And it just goes up like that. And so we, we always experience ourselves and then we can't see anything without seeing Krishna.
1: Every, every, every,
0: everything, because nothing is different from Krishna, while well, Krishna is different from everything, so it changes the way we experience, even, as Prabhupada put it, so-called matter. It's, a diff, it's now seen differently because it seems like it is in a relationship with Krishna, and then it's no longer a threat. Because we're not, and, and to see it that way, we cannot see it as the purported enjoyers. So to have that vision of the material world with no idea of the object of enjoyment is beyond the scope of materialists. And you either want it or or want to get rid of it because of what it makes you enjoy or suffer or whatever.
2: To pray to ask, what about when the seer is material and the scene is spiritual or does it not happen that way the material seer cannot see the spiritual
0: the, the materials they see the spiritual but not be able to recognize it it will mistake it for something material like you know people uh, when Krishna was present, people saw him and just thought he was a, a king or a, a boy or something. They can't recognize spirit. So there's cognition. Actually, you're seeing Krishna all the time. The Prabhupada asked, Have you seen Krishna? And the Prabhupada says, Yes, so are you. But you can't recognize. So this can be cognition without recognition and knowledge without acknowledgement. Yeah, exactly. So I'm as death personified. (laughs) Okay, that was fun. So uh, where where do we where do we leave off? We're at 53. We start with 53. Yeah. Okay. All right, until next week, thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai.